St. John's Gospel, chapter 14. There we read verses 25 through 27 in Jesus' name. Jesus said, These things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. These are the words. Heavenly Father, sanctify us by the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ, fellow redeemed, for the past 75 years or so, the Hallmark greeting card company has been using this slogan, when you care enough to send the very best. That implies that you may have to pay a little bit more for the superior quality of their greeting cards, but it's worth it. And I'm sure that's true for most products. There's good quality and then there's lesser quality in almost any item that's offered for sale. And you always get what you pay for. Our text today is a portion of the final words that Jesus spoke to his disciples just before he was arrested, taken away, and crucified. Jesus knew that he was about to leave his friends and he knew that they would feel frightened and uncertain about their future. They would feel pressured to forget all about him and to forget the things that he had taught them. But the Lord wasn't about to leave his friends without giving them the strength and support they needed. In fact, he would send them the most helpful supporter there could ever be. He promised to send them the Holy Spirit. So today, let us look at these words of our text and consider as our theme, Jesus sends the very best. And we'll say this, that he sends the very best helper and he sends the very best peace. That night before he was taken away from them, Jesus told his disciples, these things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I have said to you. The word Helper that Jesus uses here is literally in the Greek language paraclete. And that word can be translated also as counselor. In sending the Holy Spirit, Jesus sends us the very best counselor. We know human counselors can make mistakes and they can grow weary of trying to help others. Though they might try to help as best they can, they can become tired. And the help that they can provide is limited. In fact, they may eventually even feel like giving up. I've tried to help this person so often, I simply don't know what to do for them anymore. But the Holy Spirit never grows weary of coming to our aid. He can do much more than we could ever hope for or imagine. 
because the Holy Spirit is true God, along with God the Father and God the Son. As Almighty God, the Holy Spirit has all of the energy, all of the love, all of the wisdom necessary to counsel us and help us. Here specifically, Jesus says that the Holy Spirit would help his believers by teaching all things, by bringing to your remembrance all things that I said to you. You know, the disciples had been with Jesus for a period of three years, day in and day out. They received from him the best education anyone could ever receive. But the disciples were only human, and they couldn't remember everything. Now they were about to go into the world as his personal ambassadors and try to teach others what they themselves had learned. What a daunting, overwhelming task. How could they effectively teach the saving gospel to others when they themselves weren't absolutely sure that they had everything right? How comforting for them then to hear Jesus promise the help of the Holy Spirit. As we read the record, especially in the book of Acts, of what the disciples did and what they taught, we see that Jesus kept his promise. Those men formerly, sometimes so timid, so forgetful, so prone to mistakes, went on to turn the world upside down as their enemies accused, as they preached and taught the saving doctrines of Christianity. Those original disciples have come and gone. Now, you and I who believe in Christ are the ones who have been entrusted with his gospel. You and I are the ones now to go and teach the others the way of salvation. That's still an enormous task. There's so much to learn. In fact, it's been said a person can spend his or her entire lifetime studying the Bible and never really plumb its depths, never really fully master everything that God reveals. So we might feel totally unprepared to try to explain God's word to others, and of course, left to ourselves, guided by our own lights, we really are unprepared and ill-equipped for such a task. In fact, on our own, we would not ourselves even believe the gospel or care at all about it. By nature, the Bible teaches we are dead in our sins, naturally opponents of God. We would forget about it all, and disregard it all as something meaningless. The promise of God, the Holy Spirit, and his help then is a promise that's meant to fortify us. By the Spirit's assistance, we can know and believe what is necessary in order for us to be saved. Jesus said that the Spirit's work would include convicting us of our sins. By the Spirit, we come to know that we are sinners and that we too have profaned God's name as our Old Testament lesson speaks, that we have gone against what God demands and that we would stand fully deserving of his displeasure. But the Spirit who helps us also convinces us that Jesus Christ is the Son of God 
and that he came here to live perfectly, sinlessly for us, and then to be punished for us. The Holy Spirit helps us by teaching our hearts to rely upon this, that Jesus rose from the dead on the third day, thereby proving that he really is our Savior, our only Savior, and that by faith in him, we possess the forgiveness of all of our sins against God. We possess the salvation which he came to win for every one of us. Only the paraclete, the helper, the counselor who is God, the Holy Spirit, could impart to us such life-giving knowledge. Only he could impress the gospel upon our hearts and give us the ability to speak it to others in an effective way. So when Jesus sent the Holy Spirit who came on Pentecost, he sent the very best. And when he sends the Holy Spirit to us as we read or hear the gospel, as we baptize, receive Holy Communion, he still sends the very best. Notice in our text today that right after Jesus promised to send the Holy Spirit, he told his disciples, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. There's an inseparable link between the gift of God the Holy Spirit and the gift of peace. So secondly, we say that with the Spirit, Jesus gives us peace, the very best peace. We know that his peace is best of all because it's his, it's his very own. My peace I give you, Jesus said, not as the world gives do I give to you. It is true, of course, the world offers peace, but the peace that the world can give us is at best something tenuous and fragile and temporary. No sooner does a peace agreement get signed somewhere but that a new war begins somewhere else. No sooner do the police remove a violent criminal from the streets but that another offender takes his place. Peace between individuals also tends to be quite fickle. A friend at first light may be a sworn enemy by lunchtime. Oftentimes, peace between people is a mere cessation of the hostilities, both of them saying, until later. But Christ leaves his peace with us, and he will never take it back again. His peace is something permanent and enduring. By our sins, we depart from him, and we break the terms of peace with him. But he always stands ready to offer that peace which passes all human understanding. The Lord says through the prophet Isaiah, the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from you, nor shall my covenant of peace be removed. That's the peace Jesus gives us. It's the very best peace because it is peace now between God and man. It was a peace dearly won. It cost our Lord his own holy life in order to bring us back to God and to restore what we have broken with our Creator. St. Paul wrote, God was 
reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. God could be reconciled with us and be at peace with us because, Paul said, God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God. How is it that we step into this new peaceful relationship with God and make this peace of Jesus our very own? Well, that's done by faith. And who is it who brings us to faith? It's the Holy Spirit. The Spirit shines and directs the light upon Christ in this dark world so that we are able to see him as our only Savior and Redeemer. That we may see him as the one who was covered and drenched in our foul sins and then died to lift them away from us so that we stand in the white purity of innocence before God. The Spirit uses the gospel in word and in the sacraments to bring us to faith. So Paul wrote, he called you by our gospel for the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Having that precious peace with God, we find the courage to face whatever hardships and sorrows and pain comes into our lives. So Jesus concludes, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. We know that sounds easier said than done. We know there is so much which can trouble us and which does each day. So much that can pose a danger to us. How can we not be afraid? Here, where little children are gunned down in their classroom. Here, where one large nation threatens a smaller ones and promises to obliterate with the use of nuclear weapons. Again, because the Holy Spirit comes and reminds us of everything that Jesus has done for us, we trust that through it all, we're not condemned by God. Rather, we're saved from our sins and are made God's own dear, loved children. Having that confidence before God, we can face life and all of its troubles, all of its sorrows and dangers, unafraid. For now, even the final horror Death itself has been wrecked and dismantled and has become through Jesus' death and resurrection but the soul's passage into the eternal bliss of heaven where we will be safe and secure always at our dear Father's side. We can't always afford the highest quality product available so sometimes we have to settle for a little less. Don't do that with eternal spiritual matters. Jesus Christ gives the very best and at no charge. He gives us freely the very best helper we could ever find. That is the Holy Spirit. And then by the power of the Spirit, we can believe and so possess the very best peace of all. That is peace with God given to us through the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.